This is an Equity Beats Media podcast. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equity Mates Media. This 12-part series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. Now, I didn't look at the price first. I look at the business first. I'm looking for durable competitive advantage. I'm looking for something that has a moat around it for a considerable period of time. And I'm looking for an, an honest and able management to run it because I don't know how to run it myself. Welcome to Get Started Investing, a series of lessons to help you on your investing journey. This is for anyone who wants to get started in investing but isn't really sure where to start. Our aim is to make the markets as accessible as possible for you. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and equity buddy, Ren. How's it going, bro? It's very good, Bryce. We are ripping through these episodes and very excited to continue this journey. Absolutely. So we've covered a lot of the fundamentals, the building blocks. We're starting now to bring it all together and move towards actually getting some money into the market and making that first fearful, scary investment that many people sort of freak out about. And I guess this is the point of sometimes either no return or the point in which people actually don't get past and put it into the too hard basket for later. (laughs) Mate, you had the perfect setup there. The point of no return or the point of investing return. Yeah, that's true. Ah, Anyway, so everyone would have heard us say to this point many times, just get started. And that's what this episode is all about, getting started and by doing so by buying an index. Now, we've gone through brokers, probably hopefully signed up to one by now. So yeah, at this stage, you should have saved some money and signed up for a broker. Yes, unless you've ripped through these in about five hours, in which case your savings has probably changed zero percent. (laughs) But that's okay. So now it's time to put it all to work, Ren. I guess the main key thing here is let's not panic. We're all- I'm not panicking. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? (laughs) He's out the door. He's out the door. (laughs) We're all probably feeling the same, a bit uneasy about jumping in, but I think what we're about to talk about today in this episode is a style of investing and a type of investing product that has really come to the forefront in, say, the last decade or so and has really made investing for beginners and those new to the market- easy and accessible and less scary. And Ren, we're talking about buying an index. Yes, because if the first decision you have to make is choosing which broker, once you've made that decision, you're then stuck with hundreds and hundreds or if not thousands Thousands. and thousands of choices in terms of what to actually put your money in. And, And it's tough because- it's your money yeah. that you've worked for yeah. and that you've saved using the rule of threes. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> While we don't give investing ad- advice and we're not going to tell you what to buy, we think this might be the right place to look first. It was definitely, if we were starting from scratch again, this is where we would look. So we're going to talk about it and go from there. So Ren, what we're going to cover today is what is an index, yep. some key examples of indexes around the world. Yep different ways to access indexes Mm -hmm. through your brokers, our preferred way of accessing indexes, and then we'll obviously close out with a key message to wrap it all up. So, And Bryce might even wrap if we go well enough. Oh, actually, I think we've got a bit of a game to close this one out, don't we, Ren? We do. We do. Nice. Okay. So looking forward to that. Yeah. To keep in spirit of all things equity, mates. We keep it fun. We keep it in layman's terms. So Bryce is just trying to uh, hold out on his wrapping. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Although I am very, very good at rapping. <laughs> yes, he is. 
So, Ren, what is an index? Now, it's not the thing that's at the start of the phone book that you look, that you look up. Don't say that because I know that's what you were going to say. Something smart. What's an index? Okay. I was waiting for your joke. There's lots of stocks on the stock market. We've established that. Everyone knows that. And every stock moves individually. But then what some smart people have done is put all the stocks together and they say how the market is moving. And so when you hear on the nightly news or in the financial media, the Australian market did X or Y, what that is, is people have taken every stock and put it all together, how every individual stock has moved. And then together, that is how the whole market has moved. And the movement of the whole market is the index, essentially. So every major market has a key index that everyone looks at to sort of talk about how the market as a whole has moved. And generally, we focus on the biggest companies. Yeah. So in Australia, we talk about the ASX 200. And essentially, they that is taking the 200 biggest companies in the Australian market putting them all together and then measuring how those 200 companies have moved at any over any given period of time. Super simple way to think about it is an index is essentially a basket of stocks. Now, that basket can have be assembled in many different ways. As Ren said, it's usually based on the biggest companies in the total end-to-end spectrum of stocks on that market. But yeah, in my opinion, the easiest way to think about it is an index otherwise known as a basket of stocks. And then that basket all tracks together. And as an investor, you have the opportunity to invest in that basket in total rather than in individual stocks. If we give a worked example, let's say there's in the ASX 200 at the start of the day, the the whole index is worth $10,000. You add up all their share prices and it's worth $10,000. And then during the day, some go up, some go down, some go up heaps, some go down heaps. At the end of the day, that whole basket of stocks is worth $11,000. So at the start of the day, $10,000. At the end of the day, $11,000. Whilst individual stocks did all different things, the the index as a whole went from went up a thousand dollars from ten thousand to eleven thousand. So the whole index went up ten percent. Yeah. And so what that allows you as an investor to do is make a bet on the basket of stocks and to get their performance as a whole mm. rather than trying to pick any individual stock in that index and potentially be subject to more of the ups and the downs. Across 200 stocks or 500 stocks or however many stocks are in that basket, it just is a little bit of a a less risky bet. You're not betting on an individual company. Instead, you're betting on the market as a whole. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's an awesome way for you to get access to the market that's diversified. And we will touch on some more of the specifics in a moment, Ren, but Let's talk about some of the major indexes that are around the world because you you touched on the ASX 200 there. So that is the Australian Stock Exchange top 200 companies by market capitalization. Now, market capitalization means the value of the company as it is on the stock market. And the way that you determine that is simply by timesing the current stock price by the number of shares on issue available to the public, and that will give you your total market cap. Yes. So what they then do is they take the top 200 
put them all into a basket, and then that is the ASX 200 index. Now, that index is rebalanced every quarter. Quarter, yeah. So every three months, they will rebalance it and move companies in and out, depending if they deserve to be in or if they are in that top 200, and then the process continues quarter after quarter. Now, this sort of trend, I guess, or way of determining indexes happens throughout the world. The Probably the most famous, I guess, in terms of everyone knowing about it is the S&P 500, Ren. Yeah. Um, it's an American stock, so the Standard & Poor 500, and it is 500 largest companies in America, listed companies in America. Now, they have come from many different types of exchanges, but I mean, you can imagine some of the companies that are in there, the big the big heavy hitters. So, that's probably one Could of the largest- Could you not think of any American companies just that? No, not one. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, that's the S&P 500, similar to the ASX but it's the top 500 in America based yep. on market capitalization. What else, Ren? Any other markets? So you may hear about the Dow Jones. Yeah. So the Dow Jones is also American. It was the first index, and it's a bit of a strange one. A lot of people don't worry about it too much today, but essentially it's 30 stocks. Yeah. It's not the 30 biggest stocks. The selection criteria for the stocks escapes me at the moment. There is some selection criteria, but the stocks in that index are things like Apple, Boeing, Caterpillar, big American sort of industrial, industrial stocks. Yeah. And that's why it's the Dow Jones Industrial Average. But that's that's a common one you'll hear. So if you hear someone say, oh, how did the Dow go today? That's, that's what they're referring to. Yeah, nice. You probably hopefully don't hear too many people say that. <laughs> now, what about the NASDAQ 100? Yes. What about it? Well, I hear that thrown around a lot and it yeah. seems to be one that is also closely followed. Is that an Australian one? Is that US? What, what, where do I find the NASDAQ 100? So in Australia, we have the Australian Securities Exchange. That's the market in Australia where most stocks are listed. In America, there's two big ones. There's the New York Stock Exchange. Now, that's the big one on Wall Street that everyone knows about. And then there's another one called the NASDAQ. And that's a that's a digital exchange, but it's very big in the States. A lot of tech companies have listed on that. And the NASDAQ 100 is the 100 biggest stocks that are listed on the NASDAQ. Yeah. So it's a similar index. It's just one of the two big markets in America. But, you know, companies like Tesla, Twitter, Amazon, Amazon, Adobe, Facebook. Uh, yeah, Facebook. So, yeah, look, there's a bunch of the big US tech companies that are there. Another index is the FTSE 100. Yep. So that's the UK's 100 biggest stocks. Yep. Um, it, it goes on and on. The the DAX, the D-A-X, that's Germany. There's one that's like all of Europe and its name escapes me. But really, every every market has an index and there's generally multiple. So the ASX 200 in Australia is the most well-known, but there's a number of other baskets that attract. Yes. Yeah. Now, Ren, there is another index that is a basket of a lot of stocks across a number of countries. So this is the MSCI World Index. This is developed countries only, 23 developed countries, and it gives you access to 1,655 stocks. It's not really the world, is it? No, but you've got one, don't you? Well, I've got one that also isn't the world, okay. but there is the MSCI All World Index, which covers 23 developed countries and 26 developing countries, which is still a quarter of the world. Mm. So... Uh, I think there might be an Equity Mates All All World Index at some point <laughs> that covers all 196 true, countries. True, true. <laughs> Before we keep going, we're just going to take a very short break to hear from our sponsors. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So, Ren, we've thrown out a few of the major indexes around the world, given examples and sort of discussed what they are. But I guess the big question is, how do we actually invest and access these indexes? Like, it sounds like an awesome opportunity for an investor to access the MSCI All World Index. I don't have to choose a particular stock. I can get access and and get access to 23 developing countries. But I mean, is it that easy? It is. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> so there's probably two main ways that people can access it. One is not on the share market and the other is on the share market. Yeah. So the one, the traditional one is the one not on the share market and that is your traditional fund manager. So there will be a fund that tracks that index and you can sign up with them and you can give them your money and they will put it in their private index fund and then you will get the returns of that index. So yeah. that, that was a traditional way that these funds were accessed. Now, a disadvantage with doing that, however, for someone entering the market is the costs associated with that. Like fund manager traditionally will take a percentage of the profits that you make and they'll also charge you a management fee. So it's a very costly way of accessing these index markets. Yeah. It's also just more difficult. Like yep. there's more admin involved. You got to like sign up with them, fill out forms, Larger all that pool stuff. Of cash needed to start. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. So about 10 years ago, along came the ETF or the exchange traded fund. Now, this is an absolute buzzword at the moment, has been for a number of years. You may have heard of the likes of BetaShares, Australia's largest provider of ETFs at the moment. They are essentially riding the wave of the popularity of an ETF. And these are probably going to be your absolute best friend when it comes to starting out in the markets, as Ren has said. Right best at, friend other than equity mouse. Of course, of course. As Ren, uh, as Ren said at the start, you know, if we had paid more attention to ETFs and known about them in, I guess, a bit more detail, this is probably how we would have started our journey. Absolutely. Yep. So an exchange traded fund, Ren, how is it any different to the funds that you just talked about? So for all intents and purposes, think of an exchange traded fund as a wrapper. It's a way to access whatever is underlying it. And so there are ETFs that are index funds as well. So on the Australian market, there will be an ASX 200 ETF. And essentially the ETF there is the way that you access the index. And the ETF allows you to buy and sell it on the exchange, on the share market, like any normal share. So the ETF is a wrapper that makes it really easy to then access the index fund. At the same time, there's a bunch of other ETFs, ETFs that track different themes, yep. different investing styles. Really, these days, whatever you whatever you want, there's yeah. an ETF for it. Yeah. So there will be an ETF for technology companies. Yeah. There'll be an ETF for pharmaceutical companies. There'll be an ETF for- Cybersecurity. Cybersecurity. Marijuana. Marijuana. And the, the concept is the same. Yeah. You, you get a basket of stocks, be it 
marijuana stocks for the marijuana ETF, be it cybersecurity stocks for the cybersecurity ETF. And rather than just investing in one stock, buying that ETF gives you access to the basket of stocks and the performance of the basket of stocks. Yes. And that is what you want. You will find that all of your brokers will have ETFs. They're listed on the stock exchange, just like any other stock. You buy them like any other stock. They are a stock. You will just need to find ETF in the title or exchange traded fund or whatever it may be. And there are particular providers for ETFs. So I would suggest going and have a, having a look at Vanguard, probably the world's most known provider of ETFs. They have have a huge presence over in the United States and Europe, and also there in here in Australia as well. As I said, if you're looking for some locally grown stuff, look for at Beta Shares. They have 55 ETFs available. So head to those two websites, and it'll give you an idea of what we're talking about and what is also on offer. As an investor, it sounds like you prefer ETFs. Is that right? I do enjoy ETFs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know we've sort of touched on it, but really to wrap it up, why would you say go ETFs over private funds? over private funds. Well, for the reasons that we kind of touched on, Ren, firstly, they are a very, very cheap way of accessing a lot of stocks in one trade. I don't have to pay a fund manager to look after the fund. They're not going to take a cut of my profits. They're not going to charge me a fee for managing the fund to the extent that they would charge if I was giving them their money directly. Yes, all ETFs do come with a management fee, and that's because obviously the provider such as Vanguard or BetaShares are having to manage the underlying fund or index. But ETFs, one of the biggest, I guess, positives about them is that they are known to be a very cheap way of accessing a large variety of stocks. And by the same token, why would you choose an ETF over picking an individual stock? So picking an individual stock can be an incredibly scary thing to do. And you're putting all your eggs in one basket, not to use the basket analogy over and over again. But <laughs> I thought you were putting all your stocks in one basket. <laughs> yeah, true. All your, okay. So if I'm choosing one stock, it's one stock only, and I'm hedging my bets that it's going to go up, right? But with an ETF, you can take away, I guess, that feeling of wanting to get it right the first time. And if I'm investing in the ASX 200, essentially, I'm investing in the top 200 stocks in Australia. Now, that's a, an excellent way of dipping your toes into the water because, as you said, Ren, if there's stocks that go up 50% and some go down 20%, but across the average of the 200, you're going to get, I guess, the average growth of all those 200 or declines. So the risk of losing or winning is not as, as great as if you are in an individual stock. So to get your feet wet, dip your toes into the water, it's an excellent way of starting in the stock market. Nice one. I think I think that's a good Yeah, summary. and I, I also think, Ren, one final point before we wrap it up is this ETFs give you the ability to invest in like macro themes, if that makes sense. To your point, they're very specific ETFs if, if you would like. So say you are working in a field, say you're working in biotech and you understand that over the next 10 years, there's going to be some great growth without having to invest directly in stocks in biotech. You can just take the punt that, hey, I want to have exposure to this industry because I believe over 10 years it's going to grow. And ETFs are a fantastic way for you to do that. Yeah. And I think, yeah, biotech's a good example. Marijuana is obviously a real buzzword these days because everyone expects a wave of legalization to happen. And rather than picking which companies are going to win during that wave of legalization, you can just bet on the industry growing as a whole. So, yeah, well, you're right. When there's these big structural changes in society yeah. and we don't know who the winner is going to be, yeah. sometimes it's better just to bet on the change. 
Absolutely. And on that note, okay. I've got a game for you. Yo, let's do it. <laughs> so as we explained, there are a number of different ETFs. There yeah. are indexes where they track the the biggest companies in a market, like yeah. the ASX 200 and the S&P 500. Yeah. But there are also thematic ETFs yes. that track a similar basket, but of a particular theme, yeah. as we spoke about biotech or marijuana. Okay. I've got five examples okay. of thematic ATFs. All right. One of them isn't true. I want you to I want you to pick the one that isn't true. Okay. Okay. Let so me I'll, go into the zone here. <laughs> I'll give you I'll give are, you the Are you gonna give me all five at once? Uh yes. <laughs> or would you like one at a time? What your, No, give choice. me all five at once, because okay. I might it might be the first one and that I get right and game's over. True. <laughs> okay, so remember four of these are true, one of these is fake. Number one, obesity ETF. It makes investments in companies that benefit from more and more people becoming obese. Okay. That's number one. Number two, climate change ETF, a fund that invests in businesses that will benefit from climate change and shorts coastline property. So <laughs> so bets that property under the coastline on the coastline will lose value. That's okay. what shorting is. Okay. Number three. Dermatology and Wound Care ETF, an ETF that invests in dermatology and wound care related companies. Number four, a Multimedia Networking Index ETF, an ETF that invests in networking online companies. So MySpace, Facebook. Twitter, et cetera. Yeah, Yeah. Club Penguin, RuneScape. I don't know. RuneScape. (laughs) And last one, a Nashville ETF. A fund that invests in companies that have their headquarters in Nashville, Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) So they're they're the five. Mate, to be honest, there's a lot of them in there that I would say are false. (laughs) Are you sure there's just one? I am sure that only one of them doesn't exist or has never existed. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> wound. So do you want so, me to, quick summary? So we've got climate change shorting coastal stocks. We've got wound. We've got social networking one. We've got the Nashville. And then the first one, I can't remember there what it was. was the obesity uh, ETF. The obesity ETF yeah. tracks companies that gain from obesity. Yeah, that will benefit from more people becoming obese. I'm going to say that is the false one. Really? Yeah. No, no that one's true. Sure, it's, is it the Nashville? <laughs> no, that's true what? as well. Yeah. So it's the climate change. <laughs> climate change is False. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely the Nashville one is not real. Uh, hold on. I'll get you the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> no way. What is the point in that? I guess people love Nashville. What, they think that it's a breeding ground for successful business or something? So the uh, it's the stock ticker is imaginatively N-A-S-H. Yeah, yeah Nash. Yeah. But looking at the, I've just Googled it, it may have shut down in 2018. So obviously <laughs> the Nashville <laughs> ETF did not do too well, but it, it was live. I was thinking about this. When ETFs do shut down, you obviously get your money returned, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. So the uh, if people are looking to invest in the dermatology and wound care ETF, that one also failed and was shut down, but it did exist. It was tradable at one time. Right. And if anyone is looking to invest in the equity Mates Media ETF. It's not live yet, but we are taking submissions. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I imagine people are going to come at me and say there are climate change ETFs. Yes, there are. So you, there are there are ETFs that invest in companies that are trying to fight climate change, but renewable energy, all that stuff. Properties. But there's none, <laughs> at least that I've seen, that are just trying to yeah short 
Properties that will be underwater one day. Well, Ren, always good to chat stocks and markets. Having a lot of fun doing this series. I really hope that in today's episode, again, we've managed to break down some barriers that preventing people from accessing the markets. At the end of the day, we want as many people on the journey of investing as we can. By now, we're hoping that you have got a broker up and running or at least started that process and now are on Google looking at ETFs because they are a fantastic way to enter the market and take away some of the fears that um, you may be facing. So, as always, great fun and looking forward to chatting next week. And when you make your first trade, let us know. Absolutely, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. We want to know. Shout us out on social media, hit us up on Facebook, and we will progress from there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. head over to equitymates.com or anywhere on socials where they're and also subscribe to Equity Mates Investing Podcast to join us on the journey on a weekly basis. Yep. Thanks for listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equity Mates Media. Please remember that everything you hear in Get Started Investing is general advice only. The content has been prepared without knowing your personal objectives, specific financial circumstances, or goals. The hosts of Get Started Investing may maintain positions in the companies discussed. Before considering any investment, please read the product disclosure statement and consider speaking to a licensed financial professional.